I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. This is awesome. No problem. I'm just what we're doing here. I'm just on a phone. It's my technology is not great, but oh no, okay, right. audio is great, which is the most important part. So, um, you know, really the whole point of this is just to kind of get a sense of what athletes at your level are doing for their training and, and the implications that it has on the racing. I've been fortunate to talk to some of your other teammates and have crossed paths with guys like Stephen Bassett that I that I live near. And so just been reaching out to people that, you know, and, and just trying to learn more about it. And I think the first question is kind of a big one, but really what I think a lot of us amateurs can struggle with, especially if we don't have a coach is how do you, as you're going into the season, start to view like the phases of your training. And even if, you know, maybe do you consider it base? Do you have like builds? What about early season races? And I realize that's like a huge can of worms, but I think it's a good way to kind of like open the conversation. Like how do you craft your training together? I don't know if you have a coach, if you do it by yourself, can you kind of just open the conversation with that one? Yeah. So I think things have changed a lot for me this year. Um, I've just been started being coached by uh, my former teammate, uh, Max Stedman. So he works at Dutchie coaching and, um, before that, I was just doing everything myself. I'd had some help. Uh, I was on Zappy Racing Team. I don't know if you've heard of them before. Okay. So I kind of used to communicate with him, but more or less, I, I did my own training. Um, so things have definitely changed this year. In the past, I would kind of, I suppose, doing it on my own, break it down into winter, then in-season without racing, and then in-season with racing, and then off-season. So there's like four four things when I was doing it but now to be honest I just do what uh do what Max tells me you know he communicates with the coach on the team Yelma and uh and then I just kind of give my input as to what I feel I'm missing you know after the after the first race of this season I uh felt there's something missing and and just feedback that feedback feed that back to them and then they exactly. incorporate Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Is that feedback loop? Does that kind of start after those initial spring races? Like, do you kind of just do what you're supposed to do, and then it's out? Is like the race the litmus test? Uh, I suppose. I suppose this year it was. I broke my thumb early season, so oh, mm. before the season, before the year even started. So, I think the big thing for me was was the lack of races. But I suppose, yeah, going to races, you kind of pick up. You can't you can't tell until you get to the race what's going wrong, um, but with Max, where he knows me so well from being my teammate, that was one of the things I really wanted for for this year when having a coach was someone who knows me inside out because I know myself really well, um, and the thing that I wanted was to be able to communicate with Max uh, my feelings because it's got me so far, um, so I can't be doing a huge amount wrong, but um, with his kind of scientific backing, I. I hope to improve more, you know. That's awesome. What do you guys do when you're training in terms of metrics that you follow on your ride? Are you doing most things by power, by heart rate, by RPE, a mixture of those? And how do, how do those play out? Yeah, I mostly power, I'd say. Um, but then he knows that I like just going out and smashing it as well. So he'll maybe give me a set of efforts and then and the last one or, yeah, the last one might just be full gas or... Uh, one of the things that I, I wanted to add in this year was well, actually after racing, because I felt like the race legs were missing and I feel like replicating racing is very difficult. So uh, one thing I felt 
I was missing was like the race. Even if you do a race simulation, it's very hard to simulate it without other people. So um, going out with some of my friends and just smashing around for three hours, like a kind of chain, old school chain gang kind of thing. Accelerations that you're not in control of. Yes. I'm laughing because one of the last things I uh, had amateur nationals here and a bunch of things happened and I just didn't get to races beforehand. And I was like, I think I'm good. And then I went on vacation and was riding, but wasn't doing race intensity, got throttled so badly. And I just looked back at races and I'm like, man, it's just like you said, it's so hard. Even if I had done Sims, you can't, I can't replicate that intensity. It's just like, I look at numbers like, how the hell did I do that in that race? That's crazy. So that's important for people to hear from somebody like you. You got to go race if you want to do well at races. Maybe not, if not the pure numbers. You can replicate, you know, your pure numbers will be better in training, I'd imagine, but it's the, the repeated efforts. Yeah. Uh, or like the time, would you agree the time in these like high intensity zones? Like if I look at like whether someone's doing a six zone model or a seven zone, like just the high intensity numbers, the repeated smashing is... I couldn't imagine giving that as a workout to myself. Is that what you're saying? Or you, do you see it differently? Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's exactly it. The accelerations okay. that you maybe don't realize you're doing in a race and you yeah, you can't really get them into training. Yeah. What do you, so you've kind of mentioned you like going out smashing with the guys when when you need that type of stimulus. Are you more of a long ride endurance guy or do you more prefer doing intervals and the intensity aspect of training? Well, I think I think a bit of both is de well, definitely needed. Um, so, yeah, no, there's just a, a real mix. Uh, I probably wouldn't don't go on a huge amount of super short rides, like an hour intense. If mm -hmm. I do, it's probably going out and trying to get a calm or something like that. You know, mm -hmm. um, I'd say between two and a half and five hours is 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 the general training day. Um, generally, the longer ones. Uh, less intense but sometimes i'll add efforts into the long rides as well would you add those at the end or in the beginning or is it just totally varied yeah for sure i i like to add them towards the end of the end of the ride um to replicate the type of races i've done although mm. that might have backfired um at national champs this weekend because uh a lot of the races i do do it's pretty I mean, you have the fight for the break, but then it's generally pretty chilled out and then you'll have a big uh, push at the end. Um, whereas Nationals was just full gas from the start to the end. And and I was actually feeling good, you know, front group until like three and a half hours in. And I was feeling good, feeling good. It was good. I keep saying it was good until it, it wasn't good. That's not your post. <laughs> yeah. And I just, yeah, cracked big time. And then, you know, once you once you lose that front group, it's, oh, I was here to, to race that front group. And then the head kind of goes, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah it was uh i was trying to catch some of those highlights it sounded just like a brutal day and and stiff competition so what's your thoughts on in the gym or not worth your time or maybe that changes throughout the season no i think um i think it, it's for sure a place um i for me i do it um probably three times a week during november december and then i said to max i wanted to keep that going um not not three times a week but maybe once a week season mm. certainly some some core work but to be honest I've, I've i've let it slip and um i think it's when you're doing the hours and the intensity during the season it's it's quite hard to 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 i don't i don't know you come back from your training you just want to 
recover and then and then and there's never like a perfect time to do it because the next day you've got a hard training and you don't want the the legs to be uh ruined from doing some gym work and whereas in the winter you're probably going out on endurance day the next day and you don't need to worry about how the legs feel as such mm-hmm. yeah the legs are blasted it's like ah it's just zone two cruise maybe I even go low zone two today what's your when you're lifting and trying to ride do you lift before you ride or do you try to lift after the ride yes i it's good. I'd say I think uh, often I actually ride to the gym, do the gym work, and then ride home. Um, um, but I would say I like to spin. It's normally during a, an easy day that I do the the gym work. So I normally ride after just to try and loosen up the legs a bit. Mm-hmm. Cool. I've, I'm always interested what people have to say because now I'm actually going to experiment myself with trying to lift afterwards because I've had some people that have listened to podcasts like, oh, I love lifting after. For me, it's always been, like you said, the motivation. I'm like, oh, I don't really want to go lift. But I'm hoping that in lifting afterwards, I'm less of an idiot and don't lift too hard because I also won't have the energy to do that. So we'll see how that yeah. plays out. But it, it's it's a tough balance. And I, I feel the benefit, but I also love riding. So it's like, man, I can't, can't always have everything. Yeah. Do you have any, it's kind of circling back to when you're talking about you have those early season races and maybe you feel like something's missing have you ever had like certain workouts or rides that kind of pop back up where you're like hey max i think i need to do like this type of ride or so i don't know if it's necessarily like favorite workout because there's just so many different type of workouts but like anything that you think just like really like keys you in um and maybe not but i'm just always curious about that no i think i think the thing the that i said earlier kind of a chain gang where you're not in control okay um, yeah um I, also, I I like just going out and and Max knows this trying to take take the comms. Um, so <laughs> just just going. I I don't know. I feel like when you're not going well, you just know you you need to do do maybe not more in terms of hours, but just potentially hours, but more just smash yourself and beat yourself up a bit. What's your mindset? Like you go to an early race and you're like, damn, I'm a little bit off. Does that worry you at all? Or do you know that you've done this long? And be like, okay, I just need to ramp it up a little bit and rep, rep. I went to, sorry, I to interrupt you. I, I oh, went to good. my first and uh, I I was not, I, from my training, I was like, ah, oh, I'm flying. Um, but that was not the case. So normally I just go in with a positive mindset. Um, regardless, in training, I'm normally going pretty well it's uh it's the racing that's not always not always there you know so is that like a tactics positioning i think some people might hear that and not necessarily can you go in on that a bit a little bit more is it race day or no i think like we say the accelerations are just something that your body's not used to Mm. and it takes more out and then in the finale you haven't got anything left um and then i think kind of the you know, they talk about doing a grand tour and the depth you get from that. But on a smaller scale, doing just I went to Sicily with great with great form in training, and uh, but I hadn't really raced, um, so I don't think I performed as I as I'd hoped. But then gradually I got better and better because I'd done Sicily. I had that in the legs, and I went to Hungary. Okay, I had a bit of a disaster at Hungary, but um, I, on my on the Queen stage, I I proved the level was was there. And if I hadn't had uh, a disaster the day before, I probably would have done a good result overall there. And then it got better again um, 
recently at Slovenia. So I think I think for me it's the the racing in my legs that definitely brings me on. And at, when you're getting in these race blocks, what are you doing in between? Are you trying, is it pretty chill and the racing is all the intensity or do you still like add in a hard day here or there? No, I definitely, uh, I mean, I've had quite big gaps between my races, so still okay. training hard. In, but uh, for sure, like get the rest after the race and then and then taper into it. Um, I think for me, it's, it's really important to go in fresh as well. What kind of taper do you do? Do you have like a your special sauce that you like to follow pretty strictly or is it uh i don't know maybe max has and i haven't noticed but um i mean when i was doing it myself i just knock down the hours and just keep a few few rides with efforts in there um, and i think max would go along the same kind of uh same kind of lines keep the engine firing cool i might reach out to max and see if he wants to do a chat sometime what do you think you've learned about cycling over the years that's made you better at cycling? You hang on, I need to check this because you uh you gave me some questions that I had to think about, and I wrote some notes down so I wouldn't uh wouldn't lose my way. <laughs> uh, because this was one of the ones. What was the question again? Say again. So just like, what have you learned about maybe training and racing that's made you better at it? Like, oh man, if I knew that four years ago when I started, that would have helped me out because you've learned some things as you continue to grow as a cyclist, like your training keeps getting dialed and just, that's why I love this journey. You know, I've learned so much about myself in just being an amateur cyclist that it's like, man, these guys and women that are living, breathing, doing this all the time, I'm just really curious, like, well, how do you soak up this? journey and what is it kind of teaching you along the way yeah that okay i i found the the kind of note that i got down and i <laughs> i went uh i went kind of more along uh i said it's hard to pinpoint one um for cycling as such um yeah because i don't know i kind of just go through like this is in terms of life in general as i like yeah i like this okay this is good I go through life kind of just watching people and then choosing choosing what the good things that I want to take from them, or hopefully. Yeah. Uh, so that I don't know. It's it's hard. I don't feel like I. I so let me I ask. Take, let me ask you a different people. way. What's something you've taken from another rider that you think has had a big impact on you? And maybe something as you were like getting into the pro ranks or even similar to one of the other questions, like, do you have any athletes that you maybe had followed or maybe mentors in the sport that were like, Hey Paul, you need to do, you need to do a little bit of this. You need to do that. Or. Yeah. Well, I think I take a lot of probably, yeah, I take the most advice from my brother. Maybe he doesn't understand cycling the best, but um, I think his positivity and his drive and what he does is, uh, is a big help for me and and if i'm ever struggling with that speak to him and he's he's always super helpful one of the things he says is always do it now like don't put it off um whether it's make in his in his line of work it's make make that call and he was he was telling me a while ago um in the hunt for a contract to just make the call you know so i suppose it could be you could add that to the cycling world as well um totally what does your brother do for work Pardon? what does your brother do for work uh he's in tech sales okay i love it uh, i'm a former sales rep so that's like in my blood it's just yeah okay. it's good yeah. Dude, no he's damn right it's that opportunity can 
just live on and do it tomorrow. It's like, no, nah, it's not there tomorrow. Go get it. Um, so yeah, I take yeah, probably a lot of inspiration from from him in a weird in a weird sense because we're different different world, but talking a kind of ride as I look up to. I weirdly I I've never really idolized riders as such, but this year I've got um Sebastian Schoenberger on my team and I've found him like I said to him recently actually he's really I don't know if you can class him as a mentor but you know when we're at races with him he's really good at motivating me and um in in Slovenia just just gone um I actually was really suffering on the the penultimate climb um and he said it doesn't matter like the last climb, a, a new climb, uh, just got he just got my head in the game, and I think he's he's going to be a big help for me this year. Um, and I really like how how behind he behind me he is um, before the stage as well. Like he's he's really up for it and and helping me get the best result possible. That's so I think awesome. for the head, uh, Sebastian's been a, a huge help already, and I'm looking forward to working with him more. Very cool. Shout out to Sebastian. That's a teammate. It's man. Good teammates like that is invaluable. I know, you know, super experienced guy. So um, I really take on board anything he says. That's awesome. What do you think is something that you want to improve on most this season as a rider? Um, I think for me, it's just not the specifics, but just imp- for me, improving every year is the most important thing. So just improve generally. That's improve my my fitness and improve um improve the main thing is the results you know every year i want to improve the results and and so far that's been the case so um to keep doing that is just just keep improving really and next question i can cut out if you don't feel like answering it or you can just say pass and we'll keep it in what do you think from this year's nationals when you've talked to max I'm trying to improve. Do you guys think it's just like, Hey, that's just three and a half hours at a pace that that's where you're at right now. Is there, is that just coming? Maybe if you're looking a couple years down the road, like, Hey, I just need a couple more years of big training to get to that level, to be there when it's hour four or um, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think, I think it's the depth um, and also perhaps the type of racing that I'm used to. It's very different. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think we we touched on that earlier where it's a bit more yeah. relaxed and then a harder harder finish, a bit more traditional style of racing. Or yeah, the breakaway goes, it relaxes, the pace gradually rises, and it's a big push at the end. Whereas I think this was more maybe kind of I'm racing Belgium myself, barely at all, but uh, more Belgium kind of racing where it's just full gas all day. So I think to to go well at those kind of races would be about going to those kind of races um and building the depth that way but you know for the first three and a half hours i felt really really good and um so in that in that sense it was a bit disappointing um but maybe maybe i was doing too much for for what i had in me um and perhaps could have been smarter as well but um i think if i can build that depth it's you know even in races like that is i think i can perform Hmm. do they change the course very often for the uk nationals or is it a similar style each year there uh so this year was a lot hillier than it is usually um that's why i'm hoping to do hoping to go well 
Um, but that said, it's still, there was a lot of climbing meters, but uh, perhaps the kind of rolling nature of, of how the climbs were incorporated um, didn't suit me perfectly. So the this, longer... is for, so this is so insightful for so many people because I think it is just that race specificity really matters and you're just yeah you're dropping a lot of really good points here this is awesome what um and then I guess my last question on this not not to beat a dead horse so but I think it's good like you're really kind of narrowing in on the type of rider you are and maybe it suits different races what do you think is your best and I, I would consider you like a climber type I don't know if that's how you consider yourself but what do you see, how, what's your like best attribute in cycling? And then how do you try to use that to your advantage in the races? So you've kind of talked about the more traditional race where are you just really good at this one last big effort at the end or kind of, can you go on and on that a little bit? Yeah, no, I think, I think you've your spot on there. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm a climber. I'm really, really light guy. So the climbs are where I have to have to make the difference. Um, and for me, yeah, I think I think a, a relatively easy race with a big push at the end is is good for me. Having said that, I also like to be in a in a whittled down group. Um, so I think that's where the longer climbs, not super long, but the slightly longer climbs where you you get in a smaller group and then can attack out of that is 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 the the way for me. Mm. This is this is really good for us amateurs because especially in the US, like there's so many different types of races, especially now with like gravel getting in the mix that. You know, I think people sometimes want to try and be good at all these different types of things, and then they're not great at any of them, and then they end up at seventh at everything. And it's like, well, maybe the crit and the seven-hour gravel and the two-hour road race is too big of a like web to be trying to cast out there. So, Paul, you're like, this is awesome. I this is really good. But you're like a, a Tom Pidcock or you know, Wow Van Art. You can okay, yeah, yeah. It's like some of these guys can do everything, but. For us mortals, for myself, I'll say at least not for you, but uh, yeah, it's it's tough. Got to get like a, just a little bit of focus helps a ton. What do you think in your daily routine? Is there anything that you kind of do every day that you feels like ha that you feel has a big return to your success in cycling? Yeah, I, uh, I think I would always have said a little nap in the afternoon because like the recovery part of, of it, but actually I, and I like that. It's good. I'm sure it's good. But I yeah. think the thing that is, uh, the thing that's kept me going, I think other like your daily treats, you know, mm. to, to we're not all, all robots and, and perfect. So I think uh, to keep a bit of normal life, alongside the the you know the stress and the focus of cycling is is really important and without the the fun things that i enjoy doing in life or eating um probably probably wouldn't still be a, a cyclist mm. or cycling but have have carried on to this 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 level i think there's it's important for the head for sure yeah yeah and i think that would you agree that it kind of goes there's not as much, you know, we can read a lot about intervals and we can read about like power numbers and data, but I don't think there's enough of a conversation of longevity in the sport of, hey, do you want to do this for the next 18 months or do you really love cycling and you want to try and get better over the next seven years? And I think a comment like that really shines light to 
like, okay, I'm not a robot. I need to have this little piece of candy or this treat or whatever. And it's the human side of the sport that I think we can miss just because there's so much focus on data and it's really important, but it can't be everything. And I just think it's easy to lose sight of that sometimes. So I definitely personally appreciate, I'm going to look for a treat today after my VO2 max intervals. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think, well, um, but cause I'm, I met uh, the, the DS on human powered health last year who's moved on, but uh, Alex Sands Vega, because I was chatting to him last year uh, when I stagiaired for a, a race or two. And I said, obviously, like, coming to a professional setup, I really want to dial everything and, and, and yeah, really focus, focus and make things the best I can. And with that, he immediately said, just don't stop enjoying it as well. Mm. Uh, so I, I definitely, oh, that's maybe one of the pieces of advice that you were looking for earlier. Perfect. Don't, I love that. That is, yeah, that's really good. So speaking of treats, nutrition on the bike, what are you doing on, can we break it into two, like your non-race days and then race days? And I think a lot of people are mostly curious of, are you like a hard food? Are you gummy, chewy candy? Are you all liquid carbs? If you could kind of go into that on those on the bike nutrition. Yeah, so um, at Human Health, we've got uh, fast food who are supplying our, our nutrition um, and they're currently like tailoring products for us, um, the gels, the gummies and, and, and bars, which are on their way. Um, so I had, a, I'd have a mixture, a mixture of everything during the races for sure. Cool. What about off the bike? Are you naturally like a healthy eater? If people look through your IG or like you, uh, you had a picture of dumb and dumber, you and Mason, I think. And it was like, two just shredded dudes i'm like okay this guy is not eating cheeseburgers all the time what is that just your natural uh state or what do you try to uh, focus on for like recovery and maybe pre pre-rides or pre-races um so i think for my meals certainly just like a classic balanced diet um my, my meals are good breakfast maybe uh often eggs on toast avocado or uh, like porridge and some some fruit normally more eggs on toast but sometimes a bit of porridge and then for lunch yeah like a depends on the training but maybe a sandwich or a salad some some carbs or no carbs if uh depends on what training i'm doing um just a bit of everything and then dinner again like i suppose in in the uk we say like meat and meat potatoes two veg that kind of thing okay i don't I don't actually eat like that, but just a general mixed diet. I think my snacking's a little bit different. You would argue that's uh, that's questionable. Well, um, what's going on there? What's going on there, Paul? I do like uh, chocolate and uh, and biscuits and that kind of, you know, half <laughs> cake here and there. Me. <laughs> hey, you're not a robot, man. You got to enjoy life. What What's... Yeah. What's the, uh, you had mentioned maybe no carb. Do you do any low carb or fasted training or is that? No, I, I said that. I mean, I'm just saying, no, I don't, I'm not super specific with it. I would, I don't change things up much um, regarding my training, but if I've had a really big day on, I'll just get some more fuel in afterwards or, um, or for dinner, have a slightly bigger dinner. Um, we have um, form, they supply 
the supplements for the team. So I'll have a protein shake after a hard training. Um, and they also do things like iron as well. So um, do those to keep keep healthy and, and hopefully not get sick. Iron, vitamin C, you know, your multivitamins, that kind of thing. Before big smashing stages, do you, do you carb load at all or like lean your diet towards carbs? Or do you just stay pretty standard across the board? Yeah, so... To be honest, that's the hardest part for me is the the eating and just getting enough in. Um, yeah, it's obviously carb heavy around races. We're eating rice like three times a day, which does my head in. Uh, <laughs> so, it, you don't like it, or just like it's, dude, I got to eat all this rice. It's it's everything. I I actually love food, um, but at races, it's I hate it. I really I despise it there's just too much i go down so i normally go down for breakfast have a relatively normal breakfast and then i because it takes me so long to get through the rice i get a little tupperware full of rice whereas normally people would eat it with their breakfast i'll take my tupperware and basically eat it up to the the, the point of racing because i just struggle to get it down wow okay yeah. are you on plain rice are we ever doing like honey and peanut butter to help like sweeten it up a little bit for you or so I spent a lot of time on Italian teams. So it was usually um, rice and olive oil and cheese. But now I'm, we have a little food box on the team, which is very exciting for me coming from an Italian team. So I now go for maple syrup on my rice, and there we uh, go. that gets it, that gets it down the best possible. Awesome. Are you big into cycling tech, like things on your bike, or do you just show up and ride what they've got for you? Yeah, that I kind of just show up and ride. Although they've sorted me out with a, a really, they've taken the paint off my uh, my felt, and it's it's like this cool black thing. So that's that's pretty nice. And I've got to say, we've got new wheels as well. And I always in the past thought that the tech wasn't like a huge part of it, um, but yeah, these new wheels. They I always thought wheels would be the biggest part of making a bike fast, but the new ones are like yeah, wow from uh vision and it yeah it does feel really good so real interesting just tell the difference but now it does feel pretty pretty fast that's awesome so speaking of something feeling pretty fast do you get into aerodynamics or do you focus just on the watts i know it's yeah um i actually i was wearing an aero helmet on the on the flatter stages in recent races so that was that was pretty good of me um but I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not the biggest aero freak, I suppose. Okay. No, I'm, I'm in the same. I wish I was more into it. I just, um, even things like I tried aero socks and they were like drooping down. And someone's like, cause you didn't, you didn't, what did the guys, you didn't glue them on. I said, glue on the socks. He said, oh yeah, of course they've slipped out. So I like, didn't even know what I was doing. And I was like, I don't do this on the bike. And some people love it. And I just, I don't know. I can't, I don't get excited by it. So can, can I, can I get you, you said what's overrated. Yeah. What's overrated it, for me. I mean, maybe I think it's probably me um, with my small legs, but yeah, the, the socks falling down. It uh, does my head in. Do any of your teammates use them? Yeah. Yeah. And they all stay up. So fair play. It makes sense for them to use them. Okay. But, uh, I think it's me. Well, while we're on that, anything underrated in cycling that people aren't doing. Or that they're maybe like overhyping. Yeah. Yeah. There is. 
it's a, it is a difficult one. Um, I jotted this down because um, I think it's I think each to their own. Um, maybe I don't do things which would be beneficial to me, um, but maybe I'm not one to fuss over the, the smallest details. So with that in mind, I think this controversial, this is, this could be controversial, but I'm going to, you know, it's just how do I'm you, thinking. Yeah. Uh, being lean or like fit, especially as a climber, is kind of, you can't, you can't talk, it's a taboo, no, you can't talk about it. Um, but if you're wanting to be an elite athlete and you're doing everything to the nth degree, with what's per kilo being like, a big part of cycling. I mean, be sensible about it. Don't don't kind of let yourself waste away. But and fuel fuel yourself well for training. Fuel yourself especially well for racing. But I don't think you can be worrying about um, like a 50, 50 gram heavier stem if you've got uh, one one or two kilos to lose. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and I think. I don't know. I I almost feel bad for for one of my my old coaches has has received some some comments about it, and I think it's almost unfair on on the coaches who are trying to get the best out of their riders um, to be told that they can't talk about this. I think it's it's a very like difficult subject to talk about for sure, but if everyone's sensible with it, it's it's a it is a part of cycling. Maybe less so for the bigger riders, the sprinters. But at the same time, they've got climbs they need to get over as well. So I'm sure the top guys are also doing the best they can to, the top sprinters are doing the best they can to keep their power, but be as light as they can so they can get over that climb and then be the fastest in the in their group, you know? So I think that's, I you know, that's a difficult subject to talk about, but I think it's, I think it's quite a, I don't know. I think it's really hyped up and, uh, so you're saying people are getting sl- like getting slack for telling people to be lean and like be as light as possible? Uh, I I think, yeah. My my old my old manager who has helped me out massively, um, and I think uh, he would perhaps he's very old school Italian. Um, maybe he approached it in slightly the wrong way, and I think that's the that's the that's the point where it's wrong. But I think it is important. Um, Mm-hmm. So I'm only an amateur, but I want to jump on this because I had somebody who's telling me about like putting all this time and effort into like a cold plunge and a sauna. And it's like, bro, you have like 10 pounds to lose. Like, let's focus on the big game there. And I, I was, what you're tripping over dollars to pick up a quarter. Like, and so I think when you say, Hey, this 50 gram stem, or you have two kilos to lose and it's just, I think people get lost and, and I, I, weight is massively important. The guy told me when I was younger, go pick up a five pound bag of sugar and imagine riding your bike with that. And I was like, five pounds, but you pick it up. You're like, oh damn. Okay. Yeah. Where am I carrying too much weight? Weight matter. Yeah. No, I think, yeah, it is a little bit. I think the, for me, hearing some of those conversations that I sort of disagree with is where it became, 
You got to be as skinny as possible. And you said it, fuel your rides, be healthy. But I think then people say, well, I don't want to lift weights because then I'm going to get bulky. I'm like, dude, you're not going to get bulky. You're going to get lean and lose body fat and be like a ripped ass athlete who's going to crush these rollers, climbs, whatever. And they're like, I don't know. It's like, well, you could, you know, then there's skinny fat people who are like, they look thin, but they take their shirt off. It's like, dude, you're kind of doughy. Like you need to work out a little bit. So yeah, it's, I, I think you're right. It is a little, it's a tough conversation for a lot of people because there's a lot of different, I think there's a lot of different things being said in a similar way and they're, they're meaning different things and it comes across differently to different people. And I appreciate sure the balance, isn't it? But um, yeah, I know that's, that's one of my little, one of my little things on, on my mind. Cool. Well, yeah, if you see Paul on his IG, he's, is he's staying lean for sure. What is your biggest inspiration, whether like internally, externally to keep pushing forward? Because it's obviously a really hard sport. It's you don't get to win all the time. What keeps you going? Um, I, again, touched on this earlier. Um, I think I've always seen improvements. Um, and as long as this keeps happening, um, kind of why would I stop? It's it's a, it's a I'm enjoying myself. It's a good, good thing to be doing. Uh, I'm in a good place, you know. So it's, it's the improvements that keep me going. If I reach a plateau, then maybe I would uh, uh, re reconsider things. But keep uh, going, man. It's you know at some point you maybe hit like a little stall out. You just gotta like reconfigure things and keep on smashing. Um, you never know. What's can you finish this sentence? I never dot dot dot. Yeah. To to put a so this so I don't get so much. Uh, stick for my previous comment. I never <laughs> weigh food. Hmm. So yeah. That's been like, I never weigh food. Okay. Yeah. I'm in. I'm into that. I've tried it before. It's just way too time consuming. And I'm like, this is yeah. It was a very educational, though. I would say coming from an American background where I didn't know what a true portion of food was, it was very eye opening. And I realized why I got into cycling because I was like 30 pounds overweight. And so it was very educational, but I don't think healthy in the long run. It becomes very, uh, just not, not a good relationship with food, I think. But which race are you looking forward to the most this year? Uh, sunny ones with good weather. That's uh, usually, I, I, I always look forward to looking <laughs> in Italy, to be honest. Spend so much time there. Yeah, I always look forward to racing in Italy. So any races over there, that would be great. Uh, but yeah. Any Italy, particular places in Italy that you really love? Uh, I would say Sicily, but I kind of it never goes as well as I hope. I love I love the race, and then it never goes as well as I hope. Um, I like uh, I really like Giro de Lapinina. We didn't do that this year, but that's one of my favorite races. And where is that? That is uh, Genoa. Okay. Do you have, so this is a, I, I, don't, I don't even know if this is, I'm going to ask a question anyways. You've given so many tidbits and points, but I usually try like to put down like, hey, do you have any top three attributes or skills for success or things that you think have helped you get to your level that other riders can kind of maybe relate to? I don't know if it's the best question, but does anything pop to mind? Uh, I think one thing for me, so maybe it's more personal to me, but okay, it's, Personal is good, man. We want to hear about you. I, str I stress a lot about the big things. 
Um, and and also, I feel like I'm a, I'm a bit of people pleaser, so maybe I stress that to please other people all the time. But in general, talking about kind of the the bikes, the food, and everything, um, don't stress the little things. I think it's important. So uh, it's important to be adaptable um, in cycling because if you're stressing those little things before the race, if something goes wrong in the race, you're you're going to be stressed even more. So I think um, just yeah, I don't know. Does that make sense? Don't stress. 100%. And uh, if I could tack on something that your teammate Stephen Bassett said. People have this image that, oh, the race went perfectly. He said, no, the person who won, their race went the least badly. It's like maybe 70% went how you thought and planned and everything. You just got to be nimble and change and adapt and be able to flow. It's, I've learned that that has been a skill that I've taken into my own life from cycling because I'm a very like, I'm doing this from 8 to 830. I'm doing it. Blah, blah, blah. And then you get to the race and like registrations in a different place and you flat and you did this and this and this is not right your jersey's red like just think these things happen and if it rattles you you're you're screwed you gotta just be more nimble so no that resonates very well with me personally yeah. um what else you got that was really good uh i think positivity if you're going in with a negative mindset um you you're done from the start you know um there has been times where i suppose i've i've been like that and and yeah you're you're not going to get anything from from the day um so yeah just you really that positivity even even if you have some doubts you just go in like it you know you're the best you, you got to be you're going in like you may not be the best there you may know you're not the best there but you go in like i'm the best here you know yeah you go in there to win I love oh, that. So that's, I was actually going to ask you that as a follow-up. Like if you're going to, let's say you go to Worlds and you're there, you're on the start line. You're like, damn, there's a lot of fast dudes here. Are you like, I'm winning this thing today. This is mine. Yeah, I, I think, you know, you're, you've got to be realistic. Realistic. But, yeah. Okay. But, uh, you know, you're even if you said you're winning today, it doesn't mean you win the race. You like, you've got your own little win, if that makes sense. Okay. Whether that it depends on the race but whether that be a top 15 or a top 10 you know right uh, let me ask so. this and I, and I can take this out because it's like kind of puts you on the spot but the way i would approach that race and it's like could you envision like okay hey well maybe i get in a break with these three other dudes who are way stronger than me but i get to latch on i'm in it and then like I'm the guy that they don't think wins and maybe I can like get away on this last climb and like, okay, maybe there's like, maybe the chance is 0. 0.0001, but there's literally a chance because I'm on the start line. Or yeah. is that just like, you're like, that's too much of a fantasy and you don't go down that road. Um, I think, I think at nationals, there's some, as, as an example, there were some seriously, seriously talented guys there and, um, and we've, we've, you know, been pros for a long time with a lot of depth and, um you know realistically did i did i think that i was going to beat them mm, probably not but when when the race was on i was like i got to be in this front group and i'm going to be in this front group until till the end of the race and then i could be racing out for the win okay that's not what happened but um i think yeah i in during the race before it went wrong i was like yeah i'm i'm still i'm really in this you know that's good. That that that's I think very encouraging to people. It's encouraging to me because you just got to go race, race flat out, and if the race falls apart, well, so be it. Maybe those guys were stronger that day, but 
you went for it, you rolled the dice, you see what you what you had, and that's that's huge. Uh, and and no doubt, insane training as we've been talking about. Like the the racing is just so hard. Uh, last two questions for you. What do you like to do when you're not riding or racing or training? Um, just, uh, yeah, I just, just chilling out. I, in Spain, I'm normally just, uh, well, in Italy the last couple of years, I was pretty on my own, bit, even a bit lonely, but I just quite happy just sitting on my balcony, listening to music, playing a bit of guitar. At that time, you know, speaking to my friends on the phone, uh, and then obviously when I'm when I'm around friends and family, trying to see them as much as possible, going out for coffee, uh, cake. <laughs> so you get those treats in. You're, yeah. <laughs> we. Um, uh, I will ask this last question, but you've already dropped so many gems that if you don't have one, no worries. Best piece of advice for the newer cyclist, and I could ask another way. Maybe you've already given some tips that people have given you of you know keep make sure you're enjoying it, but. Maybe the best piece of advice you've heard besides that one. What what could we pass on to the listeners as your kind of parting words? Uh, best piece of advice. Oh, I went actually um, like more uh, sign. I don't know if it's scientific, but let's go. Uh, I went for rest. Oh, yes, which is nice. Like, eh? Before the after the ride, in general, be well rested. What do you, where do you go with that? Uh, yeah, I just, I just think you've, I've seen it, um, people just burning out, um, whether that be completely or for, for their next race being too, too tired or for the season for a few months, you know, I think mm. listen, oh, listen, maybe listen to your body was better than rest. Mm. Um, yeah. I, and I often going back to working with Max and I often feedback to, to them how I'm feeling and if I feel like I need a rest, I, I'll, I'll tell them. And, and when I was doing it all myself, for sure, you know, I didn't have the scientific back in. So if I didn't feel hundred percent, I was more likely to just take a rest day. I felt it was better than, than doing, uh, doing too much training. Mm. Having Max with you besides like his scientific background is, do you find more confidence in your plan just having that extra set of eyes and someone to say hey what do you think about this i think yeah i'd say but i also think the biggest thing is uh having someone who's accountable for me um it you know in the past when i trained myself i i would have to get out on the bike very early because not very early but early because if i didn't leave in the morning it's yeah the train is probably probably not getting done whereas now i'm actually leaving sometimes in the afternoon but i know it says the train in there and i know mm. if it if it's there i've got to do it you know mm. you know it's it's my job at the end of the day so um if i was to to not be doing it it would be yeah it'd be it'd be bang out of order you know I think a tidbit for amateurs where it's not their job that they might be able to take something from that also is find what your default is and make sure you're just not doing that all the time. Because that's one thing when I haven't been coached is I, I love long rides and I'm like, Oh, I'm just doing a five hour ride. I'm doing a five hour ride. And I look back, I'm like, damn, I really haven't done any intensity or intervals in a while. But, well, I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> so gotta listen to your brother and go do it now. And that's why today I'm getting the VO two max done. And so let's freaking go. Oh, yeah. man, 
Paul, this was awesome. As so many incredible insights. I really, really, really appreciate you taking the time to do this, especially after I'm sure a busy schedule of getting back from nationals and everything. So we'll all be uh, rooting for you this year. And is the best place for people to follow you? Obviously you're active on Instagram. Do you do like Twitter or any other social media stuff that people can check out what you're posting? Yeah, I'm on, I'm on Instagram, uh, Twitter, Strava as well. They can uh, see my training, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. But no, thanks for chatting with me. Uh, Thank you so much. Everybody, uh, give them a follow on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you guys soon.